Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to take a walk through this week's news. And our entire front page is devoted to a stunning story by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer. Elizabeth covered every day of the rape trial for Franklin Cassatelli, who was convicted, and another woman was there every day as well. Elizabeth grew to talk to her and discovered that this woman's daughter says that she too was raped by Mr. Cassatelli when she was 14 years old. So we have told that story in this edition of our newspaper. Our editorial this week with another very amusing illustration by Carol Coogan. It's like the town of Gilderland is a chessboard with green spaces and someone's about to make a move. We wrote in the editorial that it's like mushrooms in spring rain, the way senior housing is popping up, and our editorial calls for a planner. The neighboring town of Bethlehem has a whole planning department, and Gilderland's longtime planner, Jan Weston, retired over a year ago, has not been replaced, and we really feel the guidance of someone that can look at the big picture um, would be valuable for the town. I also wrote a column on why we are covering a story from so long ago. Um, Elizabeth carefully laid out the different viewpoints of people um, involved in whatever happened on the night of January 29th, 2009. And we feel that in this era of the Me Too movement, it's important to recognize that it's not just famous people who are involved in allegations of abuse, and also to realize the fact that a crime isn't prosecuted doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Um, we got a letter from Carol DeBrin, who has been following our coverage of the Crown's House, which was slated to be torn down after the town and village bought it but didn't repair it. And she added some history. Everyone knew about him being the first doctor in the area, but she added some little-known history about him being instrumental in the anti-rent wars as he had a far-flung practice and served to warn the farmers who were rebelling against the tyranny of the patroon system. An absolutely lovely tribute from James Gone, the longtime former mayor of Altamont, honoring Mary Jo Doherty, shown here with Congressman Tonko, who did so much for Altamont in her role as archivist. And here's just a partial list of the many, many exhibits that she mounted. And as he said, it helped us understand our village. An anonymous donor has set up a campaign at the library. More on that later in a list story we'll be coming to. We got a letter in the newsroom that we absolutely treasured from a woman who had eye surgery and is limited in her reading but chooses every week to read the Enterprise. And just 
went over all the things she's enjoyed there, and we get so many negative letters on our work. It was lovely to get that. We have Carol Smith of Gilderland asking Senator Amador what his position is on early voting. We have Charles Riley of Altamont writing, as he calls himself, an old man whose legs have been cut off, um, just distressed with the current tenor of politics in our nation. We have two letters, one from Kevin Ehat, one from Frank Casey, the president of the Homeowners Association, the Presidential Estate. Both of them are distressed with the plan to put a large senior housing complex with buildings four stories tall, where there's a golf course now across from Farnsworth Middle School. Our Caregiver's Corner this week talks about an upcoming workshop so that People who are taking care of someone have a chance to write about it, and it's being led by Diane Cameron, who um, once led community caregivers and also wrote a column for us. She's an excellent writer. Uh, this was submitted by Dennis Barber. He's very proud of the new town seal, which we wrote about earlier that he designed for Knox, and here are the Knox officials all proudly posing with that seal, which was unveiled at the Tuesday night board meeting. We have a letter from Jeff Orsini, president of the Boyd Hilton Memorial Association, inviting you to uh, breakfast at the VFW. <laughs> and John Williams continues to both amuse and inform. Uh, this latest, the old men were talking about at their breakfast, was a study about how McDonald's French fries could cure hair loss. A portrait by Michael Koff of Timothy Mundell, the superintendent at Bern Knox Westerlow, and H. Rose Schneider has combined his philosophy, which is rooted in a book by a business consultant, Jim Collins, called Good to Great, Why Some Companies Make the Leap and Others Don't. And he's applied this to leading the Bern Knox Westerlow School District. Elizabeth has written about a sale pending on the old Governor's Motor Inn, which was burned several years ago, and some consider it an eyesore. Lots from Elizabeth on the spate of development in town, which we saw illustrated earlier by Carol. And she starts out with looking at a statement made by town board member um, Santi, Rosemary Santi. Very rare to have a split vote in the Gilderland board. And Ms. Santi had objected to what she called spot zoning. And then there's a look at the Hiawatha Trails senior project, the Winding Brook project, the thought that there is no planner when our neighboring town has an entire department, and concluding with a look at campaign donations in November's election and the ones particularly that come from developers or those associated with some of these developments. Sean Mulcairin took a look at the proposed budget for next year in Voorheesville, close to $25 million, and the concern with schools across the state with the state budget not having a surplus this year is what will happen. Right now there's a $200,000 gap anticipated in Voorheesville. And a lovely serenade by Evie Schaefer, who sang in several different languages as she played the piano, John Lennon's Imagine, and this gave her the first ever Global Citizen of the Arts Award when the Voorheesville team competed in a Model UN held at Yale recently. Turning the page, 
Rose Schneider took a picture, which we've had before, 518 Bosenkill. It's come become emblematic for the supervisor, Vasilios Lefkoditis, mission to clean up blight. He tried uh, before, but now has a new board, elected three together on the same slate, and is hoping to get a law pushed through. Other land use news includes a nine-lot subdivision application, the first large one in many, many years. That would be on Bell Road. And again, Mr. Lefkoditis pushing for, and this time he had a four-to-one vote, to move forward with a public hearing on a new business district at the intersections of 156 and 57 in Knox. More news from Rose on the school board and Congressman Tonko made a trip up to the library, spoke to high school students with donations from the Library of Congress books for the library. And the big news at the school board meeting was after considering having an ROTC program, they decided it was not feasible for the upcoming uh, fall. The school is just too small to support it. Um, and there was also budget discussion there, and similar to what we just heard in Voorheesville, very unsure about what the aid will be, and another $200,000 gap projected. Our news in blotters, we have arrests as always, and we had Sean Kelly, who got four months for driving while intoxicated. There was an incident, you may recall, we covered earlier in Crossgate Mall parking lot. Um, this man, Mr. Ali, who... Um, pleaded guilty after a Leander's Law arrest. That's when someone is in the car driving drunk with a child, and he was driving a delivery van when it ran aground and he ran away. Um, this story by Elizabeth took a look at a man by the name of Jason Nermy, who, according to police, hit a car, and then when it was questioned by police, pretended falsely to be an officer himself, complete with gun, badge, and flashing lights. Sean had a story about a school bus, uh, a van rear-ending a school bus. No one was injured. And lots of fun up in Knox for the annual Winterfest. 200 people turned out, and we loved the flying pig sled and the tank sled, all built of cardboard just with duct tape. And this was the winner in the sled contest with the supervisor and the woman who organized it all, Mary Ellen Gillis. And the prize-winning chili recipe is here for anyone who wants to make it. Lots going on in the libraries as always. The annual gala at Altamont was sold out. People had a festive time in Bethlehem. The Friends of the Bethlehem Library, shown here at an earlier event, are trying to increase membership and hope you will join. <clears throat> More from Elizabeth on the sad story of the 14-year-old who says she was raped. These are the parents of Mr. Cassatelli who sat through his entire trial. Sean took a look at the Tiny Tots program at the Voorheesville Library and laughing out loud, rolling on the floor with laughter is one of the Tots. Another one is showing a dinosaur to the Enterprise. And he discovered how much the mothers and grandmothers and caregivers value this. And it's a big help for literacy, but also models for parents and caregivers how they can teach their kids to read. 
<clears throat> Sean also wrote about Kathy Meany, one of our favorite people, who's being honored by another of our favorite people, <laughs> Dan Driscoll, who died, and in his honor, the Mohawk Hudson Land Conservancy has named an award, um, a leadership award, and Kathy Meany, who works as a steward at the Bozenkill Preserve, is going to be honored. Mike took this picture of a flooded parking lot when the water main broke. This is after the school buses had picked up the middle school kids and had to turn around and take them back home. It's since been fixed, and the cost is estimated for the school between $5,000 and $10,000. There are loans available for victims of last July's flooding. Lots going on in our community calendar, and congratulations to this young couple who has chosen to marry. Classified ads, and we have up in Bern the Switzkill Farm. We'd heard rumors that um, a dream of building an observatory there had fallen through, but really it's just the group behind it is organizing as a not-for-profit and is still hoping to do that. And this is a, a similar observatory in Scotland to the one they hope to build. Elizabeth also wrote about the Library Gala, which honored Sally Day for her many years of work at the library, as well as Mary Jo Doherty, who we spoke about earlier. And a donor has anonymously given money so that a project called the Mary Jo Doherty Foundation um, can begin by recording oral history, which will be available in podcasts, and the very first one, appropriately enough, is going to be of Mary Jo herself, interviewed by Laura Shaw. Senior news, the Princeton folks are going to the Museum of Glass in Corning and invite you to come along. The Hilltowns has news from Alice Gibb. Madeline Bratt is writing for the Helderbergs. And in Gilderland, as always, a full, full week schedule as well as other services offered. Our obituaries this week include Peter Nance, who was known well in the town, longtime school board member, but also in the state for um, being key in setting up group homes back when they were not popular. Um, this obit on Joy Fryzat features her life as a loving mother, but also her intersection with one of America's most famous artists, Norman Rockwell. She grew up in a farmhouse next door to his and was featured in, as all her family members were, and this book her brother wrote just shows one page, a famous photograph um, of a painting of a famous, a, a photograph of a famous painting, Thoughts of Peace on Lincoln's Birthday, appropriate this time of year, and an amputated soldier surrounded by vignettes, including down here, Joy herself, and her father reaching for a black man's hand, and her mother and grandmother praying, and her brother, all part of what's become our American heritage. After we get past our legal notices, we come to wonderful sports pictures by Michael Koff. He went up to Glens Falls last weekend to follow the Voorheesville BKW wrestler and the 1, 2, 3, 4 Gilderland wrestlers that made it to that level of competition, and we congratulate them. And then last night, 
After a gymnastics tournament, he came in in order to get these pictures to you in print today. And we have four gymnasts from Gilderland who will be competing at the next state level. And we congratulate them and we wish them well. And we marvel at both their grace and flexibility. Have a good week.